knows sort of in Brazil, the whole movement. And it, we, 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 mim- he, we mimic him and he mimics us. Um, uh, and it, it, we're, this country is, we're, we're unfortunately, we don't watch it, not watch it, but we're slowly, slowly uh, uh, disintegrating if, in fact, uh, we allow our judiciary being undermined. Absolutely being undermined. And listen, we got, we got to go on to the next call because yeah, we actually, actually not even next call. We have the break coming up right now. Yeah. Uh, but no, you, you got it right on the head and you were headed in the right direction, especially with the judiciary point. Uh, it's, it's absolutely absurd what, what we're seeing coming out of the Supreme Court right, right. now. Absolutely absurd. Uh, listen, we have got to take a break because we are going into NPR time. Yeah. And we will talk to you in just a few minutes. Right here on the Sunday Forum, WMNF 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre is pointing to the water crisis in Jackson, Mississippi to make the case for President Biden's legislative victories. We understand that there is long-term assistance that is going to be needed for the state of Mississippi, for Jackson, and that is why the bipartisan infrastructure law was so important. That is why the American Rescue Plan was so important. That is why the president has made it his, uh, his, his part of his part of his platform to make sure equity is at the center of everything that he does. Speaking to NPR, Jean-Pierre said $20 million for water infrastructure is available for Jackson and $1 billion for Mississippi as a whole under the two laws. Jackson lost much of its running water on Monday, but now officials say nearly all residents have adequate water pressure. But Stephen Pasaha of the Gulf States Newsroom reports that residents are still under a boil water notice. City officials say a few blocks in South Jackson could still experience little to no water pressure. But most of the city should have running, though still not safe to drink, water. Earlier in the week, some residents waited as long as two hours at bottled water distribution sites. Rukia Lumumba with the Mississippi Rapid Response Coalition says they're preparing to provide water for the coming weeks. We know that we're going to have boil water notices during the repairs and during the process of renovations, right? For lack of a better word, I don't know. Um, And so we can only imagine that we're going to need clean water from somewhere outside of the pipes. Record-setting floods late last month led to Jackson's water system failing, though the city's had problems with its water infrastructure for years. For NPR News, I'm Stephen Basaha in Jackson, Mississippi. Authorities in Mississippi say a 29-year-old man who stole a plane and threatened to crash it into a Walmart in Tupelo yesterday faces charges of grand larceny and making terroristic threats. A man could also face federal charges. Ukraine's armed forces claim that nearly 50,000 Russian troops have died since the beginning of the war in February. The latest Ukrainian estimate comes as Ukrainian troops continue a counteroffensive in the south, as NPR's Ashley Westerman reports. 49,500. That's approximately how many troops the Ukrainian military estimates Russia has lost since they launched a full-scale ground invasion of Ukraine. Those figures are included in a Facebook post by the Armed Forces of Ukraine. Establishing an accurate figure of the war dead in the conflict has been challenging. NATO and U.S. reports of losses on the Russian side have been much lower than Ukraine claims. Ukraine says it has lost some 9,000 military personnel in the conflict, while Russia has released scant information about its own military losses. In the first weeks of the war, Russian officials said that around 1,350 of their soldiers had been killed, but the Kremlin has not updated that data since. Ashley Westerman, NPR News, Keith. This is NPR. Amid the heat wave in California, a wind-driven wildfire tore through the northern California town of Weed this weekend, destroying about 100 homes and other buildings. Officials say the mill fire has burned more than 4,200 acres and is about 25% contained this morning. The latest jobs numbers show nearly 800,000 people came off the sidelines last month and started looking for work. NPR's Andrea Shu reports just under half were women. Early in the pandemic, the share of women in the labor force fell sharply. There were many reasons, one of which was women were caring for their families as schools and much of society shut down. Well, as of August, the share of women of prime working age, the government defines that as 25 to 54 years old, has recovered to pre-pandemic levels. About 77% of women in this age group are now working or looking for work. 
Economist Betsy Stevenson of the University of Michigan says that number is significant. We're seeing that the pandemic did not do permanent damage to women's attachment to the labor force. However, the share of men 25 to 54 years old in the labor force has not yet fully recovered, with a little ways still to go. Andrea Shu, NPR News. Voters in Chile are deciding whether to adopt a new constitution today. The proposed constitution would replace one imposed by the military dictatorship led by Augusto Pinochet decades ago. The vote is seen as the culmination of a three-year process that followed student-led protests in 2019. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Insperity, providing HR services for 30-plus years, including access to employee benefits and payroll. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. This is WMNF Tampa. Hey, it's Lindsay from the Caribbean Cruise, where we play all Caribbean music from the classics... To the latest. Every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on WMNF 88.5, online at WMNF.org or through the WMNF mobile app. WMNF has been your community radio station for 43 years, and we're celebrating. Come to our birthday bash at the Palladium in downtown St. Pete on September 10th with special guests, the Bright Light Social Hour. door-to-door and building a new radio station in 1979 to giving back to our community with the music and news you won't hear anywhere else in 2022. Don't miss out on this great live show with the Bright Light Social Hour, plus a silent auction and birthday cake. WMNF's 43rd Birthday Bash at the Palladium in downtown St. Pete on Saturday, September 10th. Grab your tickets now at WMNF.org. Well, hello. This is DJ Spaceship reminding you that every Sunday at 9 p.m., tune into the Righteous Temple of Hip Hop. Music with a message. With the Temple crew and be inspired. The Righteous Temple of Hip Hop. More than just music. It's inspiration. Right now, you're tuned to the Sunday Forum here on your non-commercial radio station, your community radio station, WMNF. We're about to turn 43 years old, y'all, this this month. But right now, we're looking for your telephone calls here on the Sunday Forum, 813-239-9663 to talk to Walter L. Smith II and Patrick Mobili. And you can also go online, WMNF.org. We're back. We're back. It is eight minutes, eight minutes after the hour of 9 a.m. right here on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. This is your host, Walter L. Smith II, the voice of the Tampa Bay area, along with my man, Patro Mobili, and my main man is Walt in the studio. We've been waiting for this one right here. <laughs> We've been waiting for this one right here. Say, wave to everybody on Facebook. We have in the studio with us today... Uh, my dear Cuban friend, yep, uh, Louis Vieira, and and so so let me tell you, Louis Councilman, Louis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, this is what we got. Um, in in honor of your presence, we do our little our little music piece, right? So we're gonna play uh, Foxy. Bring it on, bring you it on. Live off Foxy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, bring it on. The the five Cuban immigrants that came into Miami. And thought they weren't going to make it. They made it. Yep. One of the biggest disco sensations of all time. Of course. And this is Foxy. Get off.
I know y'all out there moving that butt meat while you while you going to church. That's all right. That's all right. We're gonna we're gonna enjoy that. We're gonna enjoy that. This is Foxy with Get Off right here on WMNF on the Sunday Forum, and we are joined today by the by their fellow their fellow countrymen. <laughs> Councilman Louis Vieira, what's going on, man? Nothing much, How Walter. It's a it's a real pleasure to be here with you on Sunday morning. Thank you for having me as always, my friend. I always love coming on here and I always love seeing you. But more than anything, I always love hearing about your family. Well, yeah, I mean you. it. Thank you, thank yeah. you, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it a great deal. Um, you know, uh, the first time this man came in, we were in the other studio. Mm-hmm. And he was running for off. I remember that. And I was 20 pounds lighter. So <laughs> I was. That's all those receptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having to eat on the run. And stuff oh, like yeah. That. No, you know what's killed me? Uber mean? Eats. I, I, is Uber it? Eats. It is, it is decadence when you can have chilies or you can have TGI Fridays and that whiskey barbecue stuff yes, they got to yeah, your house man. in 25 minutes. Stop. That's yeah, awful. That is, that is unnatural to mankind. So uh, it's it killed is, me. It's, oh, my God. Yeah. And, of course... Of course, there's there's our mutual favorite, Ben and Jerry's. Oh God, yeah, give come me on, five. Man. Come on, come on. I love. Come on. I, I do on. Ben and Jerry's, and then I add a cupcake. I'm I'm awful. I'm I'm like a child. I'm like a child. <laughs> a cupcake. Wow. <laughs> I don't drink. I've never done drugs. Sweets. That's yeah. my. Piece. You gotta have your vice. Yes, you it is. Vice. That there it is. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, listen, man. Uh, we're glad to have you here, Councilman. Um, we uh, one of the things that I have been a very very big supporter of, and we are a big supporter of it mm-hmm. here on this show, is um, uh, vocational training. Yep, vocational training, mm-hmm. and you have been the voice mm-hmm. of vocational training and apprenticeship uh, on this city council. Mm-hmm. Sure, and uh, you know, very glad to have you, so we can talk about. Uh, what's what's happened recently regarding that? Sure. Well, well, thank you for that, Walter. So we we worked and you helped out a lot tremendously on this on a very historic ordinance for the city of Tampa that says that if you got a contract worth over a million dollars as a contractor, twelve percent of your workforce has got to come from a state certified apprenticeship. We do that to make sure that those kids graduating from King, graduating from Jefferson, graduating from Middleton, know that the the middle class is within their range with these skills. That's really important. So there's a couple of things. Number one, it's implementation of that ordinance. We have the big um, East Tampa Rec Center that that, uh, the mayor worked really closely with Councilman Orlando Goods to get passed. And we're really happy that that got passed. But um, I did a motion to have this come back to us in a couple of months to make sure that the apprenticeship ordinance is working for that big project. So we're making sure that it's worked. I know there were some uh, problems with the the Hannah Street project uh, and the apprenticeship ordinance. Just making sure that it's that it's that it's being implemented and we're going to make sure that then secondly is uh with the help of county commissioner gwen myers we're passing a city county returning citizens apprenticeship program to make sure that people who are leaving the prison system and want to work hard and put food on the table for their families get the chance to work hard that's what it's about you know what um i cut my teeth on that when i when i were with the urban league Mm-hmm. As a grant director with them, it, when it came down to doing the toolkit grant mm-hmm. that came years ago, and uh, we were, we did some redevelopment work in West Tampa, mm-hmm. and that included people who were most most of the people who were in that room um, that first day were returning citizens. Sure, mm-hmm. and it changed their lives drastically. Just and that's just with one point yep. five million dollars. Yep. Right, that's just one point five million. That's a drop in the bucket. Yep. We are with, with your help and what you've done uh, with bringing this up and pushing for this. You know, it's forcing the city now to <laughs> do something that it really, honestly, had not done before, yep. mm-hmm. and that's really make a serious investment in these frontline communities. Amen. Yep. We got to make those investments in these frontline communities. Uh, and, and and the money that we're seeing needs to go to the people, yep. so the people can determine what is going to happen with that with those with that funding with some oversight, of course. Yeah. But we've got to make certain that that that, that money uh, uh, is is doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it can transform lives. Uh, great job. 
Thank Good you. Job. Yeah. Good job. We're glad to see mm -hmm. you. Glad to see it happen. So what what does it what does it look like right now? What are we what are we where are we right now in that process? So so right now we passed I, I I've been working with our good friends of Florida Rights Restoration Coalition. Um uh, Connie uh Burton. yeah, Connie Burton, yes. Neil Volts, a lot of different folks um on a returning citizens program, which is what I what I say, let's hit a single or a double. Let's get something right now because it's been so long since city council has ever looked at this issue for an ordinance. We worked with the JCC Federation. We work with our friends, A. Brown Ministries, that just do God's work here in Tampa. I love them to death. So number one, we said to contractors, if you do contracting with the city of Tampa and you ban the box and you hire returning citizens, you're going to get incentives and extra points. That's put part number one of the returning citizens program. Part number two is for a test pilot program between the county and the city to dedicate about a third of a million dollars in year one towards a returning citizens program for apprenticeships for, again, people who want to work hard. I spoke about it with Gwen Myers, who I think is doing a marvelous job, and 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 she loved the idea. She loved the idea. So that's what it is, which is, but, but more than this, Walter, getting the, uh, the getting this issue of returning citizens out in the open, a lot of people are hesitant to talk about it, and we shouldn't be. Um, about one in four of our households deal with returning citizens issues. That spans across political spectrums, uh, households, et cetera, et cetera, and every year we have 650,000 Americans released from the prison system within three years. Two out of three of those people are going to be back in prison. That's terrible for our families, and we got to do better. Right, right. It's, it's terrible for our families. It's terrible for them. Yep. This, it's a nightmare. So many of them, uh, I know they always say, well, everybody in prison says that they ain't, they ain't guilty. Well, you know, whatever, man. I mean, right now, I think the real issue is to deal with the disproportionate numbers of people that are there unjustly, mm -hmm. uh, that have done their time, for instance. Maybe they did do it, but they, they've done their time and they're trying to make it back into society. Yep. It's the bottom line. And uh, we, we got to stop prosecuting them and persecuting them. We have to stop doing that. And we have got to do and make the proper investments to make these people whole to help to make them whole they listen listen they have no chance in hell mm -hmm. like 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 <laughs> i mean every all the chips are stuck all the, the deck the deck is, is stacked against them mm -hmm. completely stacked against them and you do get recidivism because they have no other choice there's no other choice they feel and they and they go they fall back into the same element that they came from yep that put them in the trouble that they were in to begin with yep yep right? And so I applaud this. Um, I personally am saying publicly to everybody that I support this move. Mm -hmm. this sure, is thank a you, must. thank you. This is a must. It, it has to happen. Um, and, and, and we have to make certain, though, that it's going, that the monies are going to where they need to go. Yep. They need to go to where, and I've said it, I've said it publicly, I'm going to always say it. And that's how I feel about it. And B, you got, any, you got anything? Yeah, I mean, people, they're going to come home eventually. And, I mean, there has to be a place for them and something for them to do with all of the labor shortages going on yep. post-pandemic. Mm -hmm. There's Absolutely. got to be a way for the people to be reintegrated into society. Absolutely. I mean, taking everything else away from them, right? I mean, right. It, it, like, okay, so they're trying to come back to society. They are no longer criminals. Mm -hmm. Right, they're, they're no, that's that's done. That part, that phase is over with. People say all the time in, when they when they counsel folks, they say, "Don't don't allow your past to define who you are. Don't yeah. make the mistakes of the past to define who you are." That is a very real thing. If I were to say, if I were to say to anything to anybody, mm -hmm. we all have a past. We all, somebody is screwed up somewhere. Oh yeah, everybody. I have. Yeah, everybody. I mean, come on, it's man. whether or not we got caught. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. There's that too. I mean, whether yeah. whether whether it was just or unjust what happened to us, the bottom line is it's happened. And they, and 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 for some people they're able to get past it mm -hmm. because of certain privileges and things like that. Uh other people are just blessed, but others were not. Yep. There are even more that, that were not. Right. And we have got to make certain that if we're going to make our society and our communities whole so that everybody can participate economically and so forth. We have got to, and have a successful community, we've got mm -hmm. to make certain that people are able to contribute to that. And the only way that's going to happen, listen, you're not going to put me in prison somewhere, right, and be make, getting tax money off me. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a whole. Which is exactly what happened. That's a whole. That's a whole other thing in our country, which is prison labor. F dot. I I believe F dot. I don't want to state it as a matter of fact, but I believe the state of Florida uses. I believe. Note the qualification. Um. Uh. uh prison labor and incarcerated labor, and a lot of states do that. Um. Unpaid. You know, like I I went a couple summers ago with my son down to Mississippi. Went to the Mississippi Delta, and we saw the old Parchment Prison. Uh, if you know what yes. old Parchment Prison. Yeah. Is that after Reconstruction, they used to uh, uh, frivolously arrest African-Americans and put them to work there. That is still a prison. That should be a museum. It should be a museum. It's now Mississippi State Penitentiary. That's the way our country looks at that issue. And, and And it should piss everybody off. It should. And to the extent that Florida does that, which I believe that we do with unpaid prison... It is awful. It is rooted in a very ugly history, in right. my opinion. It was not a to continuation. Get off subject, no, it's not off subject. <laughs> it was a continuation of slavery. It was a way yeah. the South was, was able to rejoin the Union. At all. So, Louis is part of the Woke Coalition, dude. Okay, yeah, Woke. You know, there's, some the calls, there's a call that's come in since Louis Vieira has been here. So right. let's see if they have something call to say. Call in, 813-239-9663. Let's hear it. Go ahead, caller. You're on Sunday Forum. Hello. Hello. Yes. Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Say hello to uh, Councilman Louis Vieira. Hello, you. Good morning. Look here, you know, like, it's so obvious what's going on in this country, you know? I mean, like, look, Trump went and had a parlay with Putin. No witnesses present. He breaks the pom-poms out, comes down. It was a Helsinki visit. For yeah. DeSantis. And uh, all the big money companies are, are working against the people. They love you on TV, but... They buy their stuff from communist countries. They rip us off every other day, doubling prices in the store, and then killing us on the street with oversupply mm. of opioids. Mm. It's just getting to the point where it's so obvious that there's a split, and and one side is against the other, regardless of truth or justice. It's it's just unreal that people can just blindly. Uh, speculate on what's going on because it is so obvious. Uh, what are we going to do to fix it? I don't know. You've got the bad guys on one side and the bad guys on the other. They build up gazillions and trillions of dollars to the sky, and the people with the most money are the people who will control. Uh, Thank you. And uh, we have another call. Thank you very much. Yeah, we appreciate the, those words. Yeah, go ahead, caller. You've been waiting for a long time. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, that's that's my mo. There he is. What's yeah, up, Ron? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say one to Councilman Councilman Vieira. Mister Vieira, Mister Vieira, sir. And I can't hear him. Just FYI. Okay, okay. Doing go an excellent job of what I heard, and uh, I'm glad somebody's putting in that work, and maybe you can be mentoring some more people to be doing this work I because can. it's very valid, very needed. We're in a very needy spot right now. Uh, you were just hitting on some of the things, and I just wanted to say this this morning. Like, I, Really, it's a question to you guys, because I think you might know the answer. But I heard uh, part of the campaign for the governor has been running on the GOP is that he's giving uh, more increases to the law enforcement, et cetera, this and that, and that he's doing the teachers and all that. So he's breaking that money out of his pocket you know, to help them. So you shouldn't be bashing that guy like that. He's going in his pocket. He's getting his money. He's paying for all these things to make us have a better life here in the state of Florida. See what I'm saying? So it's very hard to get some opposition when you're feeding people and they say, well, you're out there making an illegal living off of uh, doing this and that, and we're taking you to jail. But on the other side of the coin, I'm doing this and I'm uh, aligning my uh, friends in his pocket so that they'll do whatever I say, come to my beckoning call. And I think that's what we got going on. It's called cronyism, really. But um, it's too much of that. And, and nobody's keeping tabs of it. And it's coming back to haunt the, the poor people and the indigent people because you, you got to make up for that loss. You yeah. know, my pocket ain't that deep, so I got to make up for that loss. So let's just target, 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 target. And that's what's been going on in this country. As the gentleman before me so eloquently put it, from the street lingo. Yes, that's what's, that's what's happening. That's what's been happening. But we got to get people that's serious about this thing to do what it needs to stop it. That, 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 that last topic you hit where it's free labor, yeah, that's been working ever since Civil War. And they reconstructed where 
the slave owners could go back and put their monies in the prison industry and the industries can be filled with those people that were supposed to be their property from the beginning. And that's the real scenario. And yeah. nobody wants to see it like that. And that's what it is. I found it out and kind of late, but I want everybody to be conscious of that. It's conscious of that. You can be asleep if you want to, but to still be conscious of that. Mm. Woke. Be conscious of stuff. Now, yeah, that woke is just some stolen love. Yeah, ain't nobody want to feed into no ignorance, man. You know, we've been saying that we're conscious. Right. You could be sleeping, be conscious. <laughs> 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 so, okay. Uh, we conscious of that. Yeah, hopefully we'll carry on. I ain't going to take no more time, but uh just wanted to put that on the table because uh, I was listening to a show earlier this week uh, on WMNF. Thank God for that. And uh they were talking about that the money that's being used is being taken out of uh retirement funds for the same people that they're giving the money to. So it's oh, supposed yeah. to go belly up if they keep doing it, keep expanding on it. And they've been taking it out of our trust funds. So, Mr. Bill, you might want to look into that. They've been stealing from people's trust funds and all that. So they stole from my dad's trust funds. And I realized they didn't care. The politicians, all of them, they just let it happen and do it. And they've been doing that. Talking about they balance and stuff. We need to do this. We, then where all the money be going? In their pockets. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, thank you, Ron. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, um... We, we got some, we got some wild stuff going on around the state. Oh man, Florida! I mean, I don't. I I remember being a kid and 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 Lawton Childs being our governor, um, and and now I miss Jeb Bush. I mean, what's up with that? No, really. I remember being a college Listen, kid man. working for, um, you know, uh, Buddy McKay and then later yes. uh, Bill McBride in 2002. Yes. And I, I, I would give a fifth of my 401k for, for, uh, for Jeb Bush right now. Just how bad it's gotten. This guy here, man. I mean, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a Jeb Bush fan, but God, dog. Yeah. I mean, I mean, F Cat and everything else happened under this guy. I mean, we, we we were in some bad shape. Yeah, I actually but, had to protest Jeb Bush. Yeah. On Florida. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and again, not to praise Jeb Bush, but, you know, you were in hell, but there were a lot of air conditions, right? <laughs> I mean, and it was over. You know, you're like, what's up now? It's awful. It, it, it's, you know, people who are self-respecting human beings. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, you look at these rallies, and, and yeah. it's... It's shameful to, to see any self-respecting black person standing behind uh, a num number, yeah, number three, <laughs> and 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 even now behind, you know, uh, devil devil Santas. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when we when we sit there enabling these people, yeah, man, and, and, and it's you know I have no issue with saying this because literally. There's, you know, we have to, I've always been one who believes in, like our brother Life always says, we have to be very intentional with our language. We have to call out the bandits, right? This guy's a bandit. Mm. A complete bandit. Look at what he's done to our school systems. Look at what he's, what, what, what's happening right now with regard, books. Yeah. If, if you mm -hmm. have read Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451, you know what I'm talking about. I, I suggest, which is which is one of the books that was actually banned. Mm. Read Fahrenheit 451. Watch the movie. If you don't want to read it, watch the movie. It is it is disgusting. So knowledge now 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 history is changing. Mm -hmm. Now they're controlling. They want to control that. They want to control your mind. They want to control everything. So that you have to do exactly what they say when they say it. Fascism at its core is just that they can walk when you can walk into walk into the house of somebody, knock on the door, bust down the door, whatever they did, arrest somebody for a simple right that was that the people voted on. We voted on oh, the ability. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Yeah, get started. Well, <laughs> I mean, I mean but started. here here you have the governor. That is, uh, G Governor DeSantis has gone from bad, bad, bad. For me, the worst was that press conference 
on the 20 people who thought that they could vote who did not, right. to the best of our knowledge, intend to fraudulently vote. They did right. not intend to go away from the dictates of Amendment 4. And he makes examples of them surrounded by law enforcement, right. surrounded by the Attorney General. We'll talk about a misuse of law enforcement yeah. by, by the governor. And these people making them, because number one, I, I, I told somebody, that is more rotten fruit from the poison tree of Stop the Steal. That's all that this is, mm-hmm. is him placating people who think the 2020 election was stolen, that there was something that the January 6th people had that was was right, and he's trying to placate that by any means by going. There's tons of illegal votes out there, and here's 20 people, 20 people who did not intend, to the best of our knowledge, to fraudulently vote. Right? It's something where the 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 proper entity should say, "Hey, look, you shouldn't be voting." Amendment Four says this: you you committed homicide, whatever it is, right? But instead, he makes a press conference out of yeah, it exactly. in bad faith. That to me was so disgraceful. And everyone, what I think the optics of it is really bad. Because I think every single one of them was black. Most were, I think. Yeah. I think most were, especially. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. Optics are bad. Yeah, but really bad. Man. Yeah, really I mean, but, but it's my wow. biggest thing with this with Governor DeSantis is all these things that he's talking about: woke in schools, woke in business, CRT, all, all this stuff. It's not happening in Florida. But you know what is happening? Seven hundred thousand Floridians don't have health insurance because we don't take free Medicaid expansion money, an affordable housing crisis, public school problems, public safety issues. That's what's happening, and he ain't talking about that. Yeah, they can't. They That's, don't want to talk about that. But what? Kind of pushback are you getting about giving th- about this vocational program? What kind exactly. of pushback? You know, you good question. On the returning citizens, not a ton as, as of right now, which is good. Um, our our initial apprenticeship ordinance was a mandate where it says you got to do this. This is an incentive, so we're 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 doing it as an incentive because we just passed a really big mandate, and you got to you know do one piece at a time. So we're really not. Are there people who are probably thinking? Um, hey, look, why is he helping returning citizens? But they don't call them returning citizens, right? Why are you doing this? And you know what, though? People got to come into understanding because if you would have taken me 15 years ago, I would have probably privately thought the same thing. But you know what? It's Sunday morning and we got to remember what church is all about, which is about mm. forgiveness, redemption, mm. and Jesus Christ mm. hugging the lepers. Mm. And in and, and our society, mm. we got lepers and we got to make sure that we, again, this is just about giving people the chance to work. Who opposes the work ethic among us? Right. That's what it's all about. Right. right. Yeah. And, and that nobody nobody wants to look over their shoulder for the rest of their lives yep. to make a buck, right? And, right? Or endanger themselves to make a buck. Come on, man. You've got to have a fighting chance. Yeah, you got to give them a chance. Give them a sword while they're in the wilderness. Yep. You know what I mean? Give them something. <laughs> you know, and that, and, but, 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 you know, crumbs. You know, I talk crumbs, right? You know, we're tired of taking crumbs, man. You know, folks are tired of taking crumbs. I mean, you know, I want to have a meal. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to have a meal. And, and uh, you know, Bob Gill just said this to me once. And I, it's a funny story because I, I, I spent, he was very close to us. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Bob, was he was actually on his deathbed. Um, this is like about a couple of months before he actually passed. Mm-hmm. So he, he says, uh, my wife and I went to go visit him. And so we're, we're, we're there at his house. And he says, uh, Walt, I need you to go to Publix. And go get me some watermelon. I said, okay. Uh, and and I went and got the watermelon. I came back. He said, I want you to cut. He, he, gave, he always gave very specific directions <laughs> about how he wanted something, right? I want you to cut me a piece of watermelon. I said, okay. And I went to the kitchen, and I cut the watermelon, mm-hmm. right? I cut a little piece of watermelon, brought it back to him, put it on a, on a dish, and, and he said, he looked at it with disgust. <laughs> and he says, what the hell is this? <laughs> I says, piece of watermelon, Uncle Bob. He said, no, man, take that beat back into the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> take that back to the kitchen and go get me a damn piece of watermelon. Get me a hunk of watermelon. I don't want no little bit of stuff. Go get me a watermelon. I said, all right, no problem. So I went and I cut him a hunk of watermelon. He said, I was more like it. He said, let that be a lesson to you, young man. He said, uh-huh. Don't you ever take no little bit of nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you ever settle for a little bit of anything. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Bob Gild was the uh, head of the Longshoremen's Union for years. Oh, man. It's President uh, NAACP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's apropos on this Labor Day weekend. Yes. And to talk about the vocation program. You got some calls, too. 813-239-9663. You have lit up the telephone line. Uh-oh. <laughs> I only got 10 minutes, so I got to go to church. So. Okay. It's only going to take 10 minutes. Go and ahead. ask forgiveness. Yeah. <laughs> go on. Let's go. Let's go ahead. Go. Call her. You're on the Sunday Forum. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. How are you all today? Good morning. How are you doing? Fred Hearns, how you doing? Oh, I tried to disguise my voice. <laughs> no, man, come on, you are, Fred. You are recognizable. Come on, Fred. Come on, man. Everybody, this is Fred Hearns, my fraternity brother. First, first of all, uh, member of Omega South Five Fraternity Incorporated and one of the best historians uh, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Amen. How you doing, Fred? I'm doing fine. Thank, thank you, Walter. Uh, and I want to say to Councilman Vieira, you know, this community is so blessed to have you doing the things that you're doing that no one else has done before. Maybe if they did, uh, we didn't get good results from it. But I want to say on this returning citizens project that you spoke about a little earlier, you know, one of the reasons that some of us love history, and I know, Walter, you do, too, as well as uh, everyone else who, who's there in the studio, is that it's so instructive. We learn so much from right. history if we would only study it. Over 20 years ago, the Middleton High School Alumni Association, when we got the positive vote from the school district to rebuild that historic high school in the black community in East Tampa, We propose an apprenticeship program Mm. where people from the community, some of the same folks that you're talking about, would have an opportunity to work with the people who are actually building the school, the contractors, and the $40 million that was spent uh, returning that school to us in East Tampa. It was a great program, I thought. Everything looked good in black and white on paper. But when it came to the implementation, Mm. okay, there were people who were not for this program who didn't care a hill of beans about people from East Tampa or anywhere else getting a second chance and having an opportunity to learn a skill and make money rebuilding that high school. Mm. I mean, it was a beautiful proposal. So what I would just like to say to Councilman Vieira, once this is approved, and I know it will be, And once the program is up and running, the people who run the program have to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Many of them may not have their heart in this type of work, but if it's part of their evaluation, okay, which ties to the raises and the promotions that they ultimately are going to be looking forward to, you're not going to have the best chance to make it work. So I'm just asking, please, let's pay attention to the implementation of this program. And people ought to be measured on how successful it is. And then we'll see results. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. God bless you, friend. Trust but verify. Very true. Thank you. Um, You know, he's absolutely right about that. Uh, Thank you, Fred Hearns. We really appreciate that. You know, uh, he's done a lot to make sure that uh, our history uh, is recorded appropriately in that we are able to um, really, really um, pay tribute oh, to yeah. people that, 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 that need to be, uh, that tribute needs to be paid to. Yep. Um, people that ordinarily we just wouldn't even. No, no. Yeah, no. at all, at all. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's great. This is great uh, to hear from Fred Hearns. Uh, okay, so we got some more calls. Let's go ahead and get these calls in because we got to get him off the church, man. I got to yeah. leave in nine minutes. Come on, let's, so. let's get it. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> All get right, it. we got time then. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hey, this is real quick, man. I want you to know that you are within the norms.com podcast. And also, you can just pick us up on a thing called Listen Note. And so you can read all our, all our series or podcasts and those sort of things. And there should be a decision coming soon as it relates to all of us that in this case that this uh, DEA opioid thing from the from one from two of the courts, from the US Supreme Court and also there's a case for the United States Court of Appeals. 
So I just wanted you to know that one. Excellent. Thank you, Excellent. sir. Thank you. All right. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. This is Simon from Lakeland. Um, Simon, how you doing? Good. I hope that when you, just briefly, on a side note, when you're talking about history, I, I, I know you, you talk a great deal about Africa. I hope, I've never heard you talk about the Sanj Rebellion. <clears throat> Hopefully that'll be, that's one of the largest rebellions by black slaves in the history of black slaves on the eastern part of Africa. Never heard you talk about that. Um, anyway, my parents are, whole, or I'm a Holocaust, a child of a Holocaust survivor. My parents served, uh, well, they uh, were kicked out of Poland. My dad was beat up by German soldiers. They, they were seven years in Russian internment camp. And anyway, I'm hearing the mantra of fascism, and I'm hearing the mantra of books being burned. Yeah. Can you tell me which books are being burned? Yes, the the typical classics uh, being burned, uh, Huckleberry Finn, uh, okay. Fahrenheit four fifty one. Okay. Uh, what was the other one? Um, Mouse, Mouse. Okay. Yeah, that was right. one. Uh, well, I know that that was a teacher who set up a display of banned books, and right. that was okay. torn down. Yeah, very, yeah, and literally good. there were people that were that were began literally having pyres where they were throwing books on the pyres. Oh, uh, it, I mean, uh, absurd. The, 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 the Nazis have a phrase called Gleichschlugen, which means the Nazification. The books, with all due respect, are not being banned or burned because individuals can still go and buy these books. That was not the case, gentlemen, in Nazi Germany. The Jews were not allowed to be professors. 1,500 were dissolved their position. Jews were considered deep. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. I'm sorry. Yeah, Simon, are you there? Yeah, yeah, hold on. This is, uh, this is life. What's going on, Brother African? All right, how you doing, Brother African? You all right? Yeah, I'm in the game, man. But before you begin, let me just say, Simon, you were, I don't know what happened there. But I, I'm not sure if it was on, was it on his end? What? I don't know. I thought it was an accident. I, I, it was uh, a. I'll tell you what I think happened. As soon as I called, this is the first time it ever happened. As soon as I called, you picked up on the first ring. Never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if I Come may, on, to the, the, the prior, Simon, thank you for sharing about your parents. And uh, we, we always remember those lessons of, of uh, six million Jews murdered. Uh, in the Holocaust, and thank you for sharing your heart on that. Thank Absolutely. you. And call back, Simon, because we, uh, whatever happened, have we just call back, okay? Mm -hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, life. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with everything Malcolm said about the six million Jews down in the Holocaust. So if you know what Malcolm said about it, that's why I'm at, that's why, that's where I am with that. Uh, you know, uh, it, no, nobody want, hopefully, don't nobody see, don't, don't nobody wants to see anybody die except for people who deserve to die. And uh, I'm not saying anybody in the Holocaust has ever died, but, you know, that's one thing, you know, but this is, um, this is an African show about African people. And I know when I hang up, people might say something different, but I just want to say, I, I'm with Malcolm on that thing about the six million Jews, because a hundred million Africans, uh, you know, uh, white people murdered, killed a hundred, at least a hundred million Africans during the transatlantic so-called slave trade. And mm -hmm. I want to say anybody who calls up, somebody like Simon, who calls up and, and calls African people who were enslaved by white people slaves as if we were some kind of object tool uh, you know some, something other than human you know already starts off in, in, uh, behind uh, you know in, in some kind of backwards uh, uh, place for me because we were never slaves we were enslaved by savage uh, 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 barbaric uh, uh, damn near inhuman and inhumane white people who, who subjected us to that kind of uh, uh, situation but we were never slaves we were scientists we were you know Egypt, Egypt you know so, um, I, I think that I saw somewhere that uh, Cleopatra, uh, her life was closer to Bitcoin than it was to uh, ancient Egypt or archaeology. So, you know, we were never some kind of uh, thing that was, a, 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 you know, some, you know, uh, uh, as history would put forth, you know, some kind of shadow, you know, like a slave. No, we were intelligent. Uh, you know, we, we were people who could predict when the rivers would flood so that we would know when the soil would be nourished. Um, and, you know, we, we, uh, we're responsible for the 365-day calendar and the rest of it. You know, we talk about Labor Day. We 
did all the work. White people don't do nothing. White people ain't did nothing but take everything from everybody else from around the world. We do all the work. And then they capitalize off it. That's why they call themselves capitalists, because they are colonial capitalist parasites. And so, you know, just just, just a nasty kind of uh, way to talk about African people. I just wanted to say that uh, to Simon, in case he cared about... Um, uh, talking about African people in a more appropriate way, because we were never slaves. We were enslaved by savage, barbaric, parasitic, colonial capitalists who wanted to do nothing more than to exploit our labor for their own personal gain. I want to say that um, I really appreciate this Sunday forum for being in this place where we can talk about that. And I did this quote. I, I, I think I can. I might be able to remember it. Accurately, um, I'm struggling. It's about uh, great minds or something like that. You might have heard. I think it says something like uh, small minds discuss people and average minds discuss events, but great minds discuss ideas. Frankly, brother uh, African, um, we talk a lot about white people and what they do, and I mean, and a lot of, and it's important. I think it's important, and but we're more than average. You are a great mind. Patrick Mobile is a great mind, especially when he wants to be. Sometimes he, you know, I don't know, we, you know. We can get into some discussions that debate the greatness. But most times he displays his greatness. And y'all have greatness. We need to start talking about our stuff. I don't give a damn what George Washington did and what Donald John uh, did. and all. They do what they do, and they're going to keep doing it. But what we need to talk about in these only two hours, and we don't really have two hours because we got to listen to the white people from NPR talk all these white people stuff about what's going on in their white people world. You know, but you know, for these two hours, we always talk about ideas, about thinking. I bet you Bob Gill, the one always talking about what the white people are doing. They were talking about what they're we're going to do in order to be back what the white people were doing. And I just I just think that this is such an incredible power hour, the two hours that we have, minus the NPR uh, interventions, uh, you know, are, is an incredible time for us to get together and talk about, and not necessarily tell the white people everything we're doing on FM radio, but to talk about ideas about how to um, to move ourselves forward. Because, I mean, y'all y'all incredible, and, and everybody, a lot of people listen to y'all, and we are the youth in my view, I know y'all got y'all show is your world, you know, and I can do whatever I do on my show, it's my world, but I'm just saying that it's such an incredible power hour that, um, you know, we should start talking about ideas more so than talking about white people and what they did and what they doing and what they think and I, ooh, nobody really, you know, those of us who are trying to get somewhere, trying to, you know, uh, want, want to hear more than that. And I appreciate you allowing me to share. I hope you know that. <laughs> and well, Listen, I appreciate it, man. Uh, listen, let me let me just say, hey, thank you for coming. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, guys, for having me. As always, I have to go now to um, church, but I but I appreciated being on the show with you guys, and I hope that everybody has a good Sunday morning and a happy, very happy Labor Day, very happy yes. and cognizant Labor Day. Hey, man, thank, thank you, you guys. God bless you. Hey, hey, thank you. Appreciate all the work that you're thank doing. Thank you. Thank right. you, sir. Have a good day, guys. Okay. Thank you, um, Councilman Louis Vieira, Everybody. Thank you for coming in. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, something that, that life just got finished saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, very important, very important to know that uh, there is some, there's, there's a, there's, you know, there's merit in what, in what he says. Um, you might disagree with, <laughs> you might not like how it's presented, but, you know, there's truth in everything he said. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, except for one thing, and that is when Billy shows his greatness all the time. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Billy shows his greatness all the time, brother. No, but let, but let me let me let me just say this. Uh, you know, we spend a tremendous amount of time on this show analyzing the things that um, he, he said. He said uh, talking about what white people do. Well, you know the the. The unfortunate part of our discussions have to do with uh, understanding how people move, right? Right. I mean, it's about to me. It's about power. I you mean, got, you got to you... understand the full ramifications of what's happening in order for us to know how to strategically move. And no, right. we will not. And he's right about one thing, and that about something else, and that is, we cannot, we cannot be discussing everything here. But the bottom line is. We, nor, nor do we dictate what, how, how we move, right? How black the black community moves, and how black people move. Uh, 
Um, but we have to make certain that we are clear on one point and one point in particular. And that is the importance of understanding that we do have to move. And that is we, we and, and that means that we cannot stay remain stagnant. We cannot continue to uh uh be apologetic about a damn thing. Not one single solitary thing. I'm not I am completely unapologetic. Did you notice how I consciously made certain that in my discussions this morning, what did I say? If the what? If the shoe oh, yeah. fits. If the yeah. shoe fits. Now, you get, get offended. Go knock yourself out. Go ahead and be offended. But you, sh- you should only be offended. It, well, you shouldn't be offended at all. If it, if the shoe doesn't fit, don't, don't be offended. Exactly. But but if it, does, if it does fit, I meant for you to be offended. I want you to be offended if the shoe fits. I want you to understand how detestable you are. If that's if if the shoe fits, I want you to understand how detestable you are. This is a despicable display of power. This is a despicable display of 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 action. However, it is a masterful display of political of political uh, prowess. Undeniable, undeniable facts. Mm-hmm. Well. We, on the other hand, have to move. And our whole concept of woke, of using that terminology, is in in direct opposition to what has been said publicly by Ron Devil DeSantis mm-hmm. about what about anti woke anti woke. Right. I mean, anti woke. They just that's just a demonization yeah. of, of people, and you know, they take power. In every way, any way that they can, this moms for liberties. Somebody's just giving these oh, ad hoc people man. some power, and they're removing books. I mean, there are a bunch of there are a bunch of white soccer moms that don't have anything that, right. that don't have any, that, that are racist as all hell. Yeah. Don't have anything left to do but to sit around and figure out how they can make their kids feel bad, feel uh, feel good about themselves. Uh, in a household where they know damn well that they're, that they're racist, right? And I mean, and bigoted, removing books. I mean, burning books is just the expression. I mean, those the, the fact that they're removing books, trying to keep knowledge from people oh, is is despicable to me. And who gave them the power to start doing this? And why are we allowing them to continue to have that power and manifest that power? Pinellas County. Uh, school board pulled LGBTQ focused book uh, that has been talked about so badly by those in power, you know. And um, you know you have Polk County going oh, through it, it and it's like they're just focused on LGBTQ, but that's a that's a red herring because they're also focused on race. Have you ever heard one of these people it, it, uh, describe or try to justify and, and convince you that they're right? Have you listened? Have you actually sat and listened to one of these people talk? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is one of the most self righteousness. Oh my god! Like 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 this this one guy. I remember one time I sat there. I was managing a, a, a environmental engineering site, and uh, uh, we were remediating some stuff out there in Kissimmee area whatever anyway bottom line this this dude sat there for hours in his truck and he would sit there for hours watching this anti-islamic uh propaganda about how they're going to take over america and take over your household and how they you know they're going to make sharia law the law of america and i'm sitting there listening to this guy are you serious yeah and then and then the bombing took place in california or the mosque in california and he said he had the audacity to think that it was okay to tell me that it was it was a good thing it happened. And I'm sitting there like, "Are you, dude? Stop! Right? Yeah. I, I told him. I said, "Hey, man, stop! Stop! I'm I'm not having this conversation with you." 
Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, I think they're just gaslighting people. It yeah, is, man. Just to get a reaction. No. Uh, but, yeah. I, but we ought not to ever make them feel comfortable enough to think that they can, that they can have that kind of conversation with us. Right. But these rallies, that's what that's all about, you know. And, you know, all of these politicians on the right are, are trying to mimic 45 on these type of rallies because it, it's a way of that, you know, you could have a crowd of people out there yes-manning you and, and uh, emboldening you to gaslight the country. And it's, it's, I don't know if they bleed the stuff anyway, but I don't know what kind of world they're trying to create, what they're trying to live in. But we definitely are not going backwards. And that's why people, I guess that's why they are anti-woke. <laughs> because they want the country to go back. Because we got a couple of calls left. we got a few minutes Let's left. These calls, man. This is what you got to say. Go ahead, caller. You're on the air. Hi, this is Mike from Sarasota. Am I on the air? Yes, Mike. How are you doing? Welcome to the Sunday Forum. Uh, well, welcome. To, uh, thanks for taking my call. I wanted to respond to your last caller. I'm currently reading a book called The Slave Trade by Hugo Thomas, and it's a very detailed book about the transatlantic slave trade. Mm -hmm. And one thing it reveals is that virtually every slave sold in the transatlantic slave trade, which lasted from the late 1400s to the, the, the mid-1800s, was, was either captured or sold by powerful African tribes, specifically the Ashanti and the Wolof, and of course there were a number of others, to, to the Europeans. But almost every one of them was originally a slave in Africa, having either been captured or made, in many cases, born in, into captivity. Yeah, but that whole, whole thing was crazy because it was really not, they were not enslaved in Africa. They were in jailed. They were imprisoned they in were, Africa. They were prisoners of war. But then the Europeans cases. started coming after even the apprentices. They started coming after the rich, some of the the community's most enlightened and most respected people. They didn't care whether or not they were imprisoned or not. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum real quick. Uh, hey, um, I just wanted to say, look, you got midterms in uh, mm -hmm. two months. You got to get rid of the governor. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> and, and I don't know who we're going to elect in 2024, but I'm not going to say anybody's name on that one either. Um, I mean, you just got to have a change. That's all I got. All right, all right. Thank you. Listen, we can't take any more calls. Man, that's it. But I, I do want to. I want to address that that issue about the slavery issue point. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's it's these authors can say whatever they want to say. But here, here's the here's the basic fact: in Africa, we were free. Okay, and and there were wars where people were people fought and they took slaves. That was not unusual anywhere on in the world. The, the people took slaves all the time, right? What I will say is this. Uh, in Africa, the, the, in, in Europe, in Europe, there was a specific meeting. There was a specific purpose. There was a specific plan. There was a nefarious plan to specifically go and take Africans from Africa, enslave them, never to return back to their home. I, I want people to understand that that is in that is enslavement. Okay, when you're captured as a prisoner of war and you've been put into slavery, you are enslaved. But that is by warfare, right? And now, the, the, the Europeans were taking advantage of those. Yes, it was nefarious. It was nefarious, and 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 there's there's no way to justify that. I'm not sure if that was his purpose in saying that, but there's no way to justify that. Right. So in so intelligently, I say to you, that was a mistake. Hey, listen, we, we have got to go on. Uh, folks, listen, thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. And as always, from my voice to the area, 